This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. Well, schools are back in session. Yeah, they started this week. I know that it's going to take a little while for us to get into that routine. And the mindset of having the kids ready and on time, get them to school or on time and out for the school bus as it comes by. But there are other things you need to be thinking about also and that is driving through the school zones. What do you do when the school buses pass you when you're on the road? Local attorney John Day is with us, and we're going to sort of uh, be reminded of some of the things that we need to keep up with uh, with the schools to keep it safe for the kids. John, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. Isn't it a beautiful morning again oh, Yes, in Middle Tennessee? You just cannot beat this. Yeah, I... I um it's it's just a great thing to wake up and see the beautiful place where we live. Beautiful green trees and flowers and uh, just a great town and enough rain, rain to keep it uh, green. We've had scattered showers uh, for the past uh, weeks, uh, keeping things green and lush. Yes, it's it's perfect. I was just in Vegas uh, three weeks ago. Oh, they don't have green. Well, their green and lush is man-made. Well, it, it was 114 degrees uh, walking on the streets of Vegas, 114 degrees in the middle of the afternoon. It was so hot that they were canceling. How hot was it? It was so hot <laughs> <laughs> that they were canceling flights out. Because they were concerned that the planes would not be able to get enough lift to get over the mountain that is on the far end of the runway mm. uh, because of the heat. So, yes, they were canceling flights. Wow. Uh, it's a fun place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. And I'm not sure that I would want to visit there all times of the year either. Well, I, I, I enjoy Vegas for two days, and that's about it. Unfortunately, I stayed for three. it is a good place for a convention though that's what i was there for uh because they have i I know everybody has good facilities but uh theirs is phenomenal well they do have uh, a lot of great facilities our convention the one i went to was a convention of a bunch of lawyers and we were the first we were told anyway the first big convention that they had had and we weren't that big i think 1300 people or so but there were lots and lots of tourists otherwise there. there some, I saw some smaller meetings too, but Vegas was packed. I mean, it was, it was shocking how many people were in the casinos and on the streets. They have been really pushing for that. I mean, they've had, I, I think that was not the case a while back. They were having some real issues on getting people to come in there. They, they did, uh, but the last quarter, uh, that is April, May and June of this year was the biggest quarter in revenues for casinos in the United States. 
I can't remember how many billions, but it was more money wagered than ever before, ever in the history of all time. So that thought not that the, they were going to get rich. I guess. The people, yes, people, <laughs> and people are letting you know blowing off stream. Now I want to hasten to add, I do. I did not put a quarter in a slot machine. I did not play blackjack. I did not go to the roulette table. I didn't do anything like that. I don't gamble for fun. Mm-hmm. I just don't do it. Well, there's, you know who's going to win before you start. Well, I'm not worried about who's going to win. I'm worried about who's going to lose, and I know it's going to be me. <laughs> Our phone number is 615-893-1450. If you have a question this morning for local attorney John Day, give us a shout. We're talking about school zone and bus safety issues. Uh, school zone issues, this is something we need to... We've been out of the habit, more than just being closed for schools in the summer. Uh, we've been out of the habit. We've been out with the pandemic on and off for more than a year. Uh, you forget to do things in certain ways sometimes. Well, yes, and the, and the, even though the schools were closed or some schools were closed part of last school year, uh, the flashing lights were still on, right, mm-hmm. during the, advising us that we were in a school zone. And um, they were ignored by lots and lots of people because everybody knew that there were no kids present. So, yes, we have to get back into the habit of paying attention. And it's frustrating, I think, to people to have to slow down when they don't see any children in the area. But that's the thing about children, right? They can appear. <laughs> Quickly and yeah. unexpectedly. Yeah. So the, the, the plan in adopting the law, and quite frankly, I agree with it, is that we're going to work under the assumption that some young person is not going to be paying perfect attention and acting like an adult would do under the circumstances. And they may, they may all be in school, or 99% of them are already in the building, or 99% of them haven't started their way to school yet. During this limited period of the day, we are going to work under the assumption that they may show up and therefore we're going to reduce our speed and reduce the chance of people getting hurt. That's a good thing to do. I mean, these kids are our future, and they're the love of our lives, too. So. Well, and, and the thing is this, and, and I've gone through this math here uh, with you before, but it's, I think it's helpful for people to remember. <clears throat> when you're going 30 miles an hour, you're traveling 44 feet per second. The normal human has a perception reaction time of somewhere between three quarters of a second and a second and a half. By that I mean it takes the normal human paying normal attention somewhere between three quarters of a second and a second and a half to perceive danger and react in some way to it. If those numbers are correct, I believe they are, at 30 miles an hour, it takes you 33 feet to 66 feet to start making a difference in how you're driving, <laughs> okay, to see danger and hit the brakes. If the, if the school zone in my neighborhood it's, goes to 15 miles an hour, think of the additional time, the additional feet you save by going 15. You have nine feet, is that right? Eight. It's between eight and 21 and a half, 22 and a half feet 
a bigger margin of safety, and that's exactly oh, what the law definitely. is designed to do. Here's a text message from a listener who said, I was just going through a school zone about five minutes ago. I'm back home now. I took the kids to school, and it seemed like everybody was in a hurry. Uh, nobody was going 15 miles per hour. They were all going 20 or more, and nobody was slowing them down, not even the school patrol person. Uh, what, what can we do to make this happen? Well, one thing we can do is talk about it on the radio, well, <laughs> right? Which is exactly <laughs> what what you've invited me to do this yeah. morning, and that is increase people's awareness about what's going on. What I hope it doesn't take is for some child to get hurt. You know, we last time I was here, in fact, we talked about the tendency of some to ignore dangers, real risks, until it happens to them or somebody in their family or a neighbor. Let's not hope. Let's hope that's not, not what happens here. Uh, the fact of the matter is, and once again, you can do the math. If a school zone is a thousand feet long, and you have to cut your speed in half, from 30 miles an hour to 15 miles an hour, you are going to be about 20 seconds. I haven't done the math that quickly in my head later to work <laughs> than you thought you would be. So it's, the world's not going to end. The world is probably not going to end <laughs> by a 20-second or 22-second delay. It just isn't going to happen. Well, you know, the solution, and of course we've said this before on other topics, leave a little early. And then not only will you not worry about going through a school zone, you don't have to worry about speeding up to get through a yellow light that turns red. Well, th this is interesting, and my wife is listening today, so this gives me a chance to poke fun of her a little bit. We oh, have a constant okay. debate in our house The door about will this. be locked when you get home. <laughs> it may be. Uh, she is never late, but is never early. In other words, she calculates everything to leave at the last minute and arrive at the last minute. And she doesn't speak. She follows the law, but she just calculates but most people can't do that. Well, I mean, she, that's amazing. She, she does, and she's very, very good at it, and she can take into account anticipated traffic. I, on the other hand, would rather leave a little early and get there early because I don't like the stress of having to wonder, oh, geez, now I'm in a school zone. Is that going to delay my ability to get to where I'm supposed to be on time? So I agree with you. Leave a little early. Get to work a little early. Have a cup of coffee on the boss <laughs> and uh, reduce the stress and, and protect kids. Get to know the fellow workers there. Yes. You might find a friend. You might. <laughs> so, uh, you know, reduce that. The world has enough stress as it is without you creating more stress. I bet if we went back, I may be totally wrong, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, that we would not find everything uh, this way, that people would be rushing out. I think people took a little more time, at least they look like they do in the movies, uh, to read the newspaper, to have a cup of coffee. Some of them even got up early enough to sit on the front porch and talk to neighbors who were yeah. passing by. Or shoot baskets before school. That's yeah. what I used to do. That's cool. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. I, th I think... That's still true in many respects in our rural areas. It is fascinating when you drive from Chattanooga to Nashville, 
how the speed increases the closer you get to Murfreesboro. I had not noticed that. Oh, watch. And as you get closer to Nashville, it really goes crazy. Somebody was talking about the Grand Prix being in Nashville last week, and I said, how are they going to tell any difference in the traffic? <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it just seems that, I, I, I'm going to call it, I don't know if it's stress level, but the speeds tend to increase as you get closer to more urban areas. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 it's an energy, and I don't think it's necessarily positive. I think people are pushed to get from one point to the other. They're on a schedule. Uh, it's it's their way of life. I know when we were visiting in Chicago one time, and most of the times that we've gone there, I've flown in and taken cabs. For some reason, we drove. And after we got into town and got into the hotel, I parked the car. I thought, this is not worth it. Everybody was on the horns. Uh, I thought I was driving normally. Uh, maybe I was for me, but it wasn't their normal. And it was just very uh, frustrating to be out in their traffic, uh, to have them on your bumper and, and wanting to knock you off the road. Well, and this same thing is sort of true around here. Yeah. Uh, the closer you get to Nashville, the worse it gets. Try driving to Nashville in the morning and go in the speed limit. Well, you can't go to the speed limit. <laughs> Anywhere in Tennessee, I don't think it's there's it's stressful because mm-hmm. people are coming up behind you. They're hitting the horn. They're flashing their lights. Even if you're in the far right lane, yeah, people are in a hurry. And I, I'll tell you an amusing story. This is ten years ago or so. My my wife and I have a cabin down at Tim's Ford Lake, so we spend some time in between Winchester and Lynchburg. There's Highway 50 down there. That's the road from. Uh, Lynchburg to Winchester, beautiful winding road through the farming uh, communities down there. And my wife and I were headed to Lynchburg, uh, to Winchester one morning about nine o'clock. And she said, look at you. I said, what? She said, look how fast you're going. I was going 40 miles an hour. Now the speed limit is 45. Now, I try not to go over the speed limit, but I am rarely below it, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> and because I've, You're, I've got a lot to do, yeah. high sort of high energy. I, I think I'm clearly a type A person, uh, and the stress increases my stress level. Stress of others, activity increases my activity, and my stress level. But relaxation, I just I was going 40 and didn't pay any attention. I was relaxed. So I think in the rural areas we tend to still see the, the period you were describing 50 years ago. People have taken a chill pill, or maybe they don't even need the pill, maybe that's just the way that it is, but in the more urban areas, people are in a hurry. They're tuned into life more. Now, so as we go through school zones, we need to take a chill pill and be more concerned about the safety of the children than we are about our time to get to work or to wherever we're going. Right, and as, as the caller said, you know, really, what can we do about it? There's two things we can do about it. Number one, we can talk about it like we are today, but another thing we do, we can follow the law ourselves when we go through. And at least for that 20 or 30 second period, nobody's going faster than we are, right? Sure. <laughs> In other sure. words, the people behind, now you may get some dirty looks, you may get a few honks of the horn, but you've at least advanced the cause and doing what you can do under the circumstances, which is following the law yourself. 
Now, you know, you said slow down and go the speed limit. We should be doing that anyway. I think the thing that keeps us more on the speed limit is the fear that we're going to be stopped and given a ticket. Uh, so if I know if we're uh, going around the square in uptown Murfreesboro, there was a period that the police would be patrolling that pretty heavily. Uh, the speed limit drops to, I believe it's 15. Yeah. And so, uh, it, and it drops right before you get onto the square. And there was a period a couple of years ago that the police would enforce that pretty heavily. And they were giving out quite a few tickets. Well, it didn't take but a week or two that everybody got the message, hey, wait a minute, we're supposed to be going 15. And suddenly they saw the signs that had been there uh, and, and were obeying it. Now we're slipping back where if I slow down when I get near the square at that 15-mile zone, everybody's right on my tail again. Right, right. right. The, the, the challenge is how do you deploy limited police officer resources, right? Mm -hmm. So that the police can target certain areas for a while and impact that area. But the fact of the matter is there's only so many police officers. And having an increased presence at this point means there's less of a presence someplace else. So I understand why I don't, quite frankly, don't want to live in a society where there's a police officer in every corner. Um, I, I, I do think that enforcement is important, but it's be a whole lot better if we just acted like adults. <laughs> That's right. If there's a speed limit, <laughs> just if we follow it, right? If we follow it, then we are doing our our duty as a citizen in a community community it 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 may make us late to work it may make us late for a breakfast appointment or a lunch appointment um you can plan to avoid that by leaving early we are we are not a group of individuals we are a group of individuals who live in a society and all certain obligations to one another makes a lot of sense and the obligation going through a school zone is I, as an adult, recognize that what kids do is not necessarily what an adult would do under the circumstances, and therefore I have to give myself additional time to prepare for the unexpected. Tell you what let's do, John. Let's pause for a minute, check all the traffic and weather. We'll be back, and when we come back, we'll open up the lines. If you have a question or a comment to text or talk, Give us a call, 615-893-1450. Local attorney John Day is with us this morning. We're talking about school zones. We're talking about school bus safety. Schools are back in session. They've been in session for about a week now. We're going to also uh, throw in pedestrian issues. Boy, we've had some problems with pedestrians being hit by motorists. What do you think? Should we have more of these red light cameras? Did you even know that the red light cameras are gone right now? But a lot of people didn't know that. Uh, we had had them here in Murfreesboro. Everybody said, oh, don't give me a ticket. From, you can't enforce it. I'm not going to pay it. Uh, I don't know. Should we, have, uh, should we bring the red light cameras back that you didn't even know were gone? They're gone. 
Should we put uh, cameras on traffic signals and, and get people for speeding? What do you think about those cameras on the police cars that take pictures of license plates and uh, do a check? Is that wrong to find stolen cars and people who are in for crimes? What do you think? 615-893-1450. We'll be back. The GNS in our call stands for Good Neighbor Station. That's been our objective since 1947. WTNS, AM, FM, and online. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. Do you know somebody who has moved far away and is missing eating at Demas's? Well, Demas's Family Restaurants now offers many of our sauces and some of our food, such as pot roast and soup, to be shipped all across the nation. It's very simple. You just go to DemasFamilyKitchen.com and you can send an order to anybody as a gift all across this nation. You can send an order to anybody. Go to DemasFamilyKitchen.com Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Come on over to Music World and Drummer's Den for lessons on any instrument with strings, keys, or drums. We also have a full line of live sound, uh, amplification, PA systems, lights, everything you need to play your local venues. We are your local music store. You need to come see us. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hi, this is Becky Bookner, and I'm just so proud to talk about the veterans in our community and what an incredible gift they've given all of us, and that's our freedom and the right to live in this country, and we're so grateful to them for the sacrifices they've made. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. I was sent first to radio school. Then, when I finished that, I was sent to Yuma, Arizona, to gunnery school. Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. And here we started out with shotguns on the back of a pickup truck, standing up, and we fired at disc, thrown out, went around a big circle. We went from that to a place where we sat, and they showed pictures of airplanes coming out of the side and front and so forth, and we fired a light gun at these. Then they sent me to Savannah, Georgia, and there we met the crew that we would fly with. Dr. Howard was in the U.S. Air Force. November of 1943, we got on the Ile de France, the old iconic luxury ship. I was a 13 floors down from the top. It was very uh, sickening and very hot. Bad, slept in a hammock. It took us quite a few days to get across. Oh, I was sick almost all the time. So was everybody else. But uh, we finally docked right out of Glasgow, Scotland. We got in a truck and drove to a place called Defum Green. That was a little village, and all around this village was the base, 452nd Palm Group. And that was my assignment. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One, Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned.
Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system, reducing microorganisms including bacteria, viruses, and allergens. Call Precision Air, 615-930-0088. That's 615-930-0088. If you want to talk sports, you want to talk local. You want to talk with Monty Hill Jr. and Tim Tackett. It's all sports talk. Weekdays at 5 on WGNS. Welcome back, local attorney John Day is with us. School zones are back open again. School buses are running. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We were talking just before the break about uh, we no longer have red light cameras in Murfreesboro. A lot of people don't realize that, but we've had the police on and they have told us that they uh, did not renew the contract with the company. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Should we have uh, cameras like that? Should we put in cameras to do the work where you can make the people have a little more freedom, the officers, to do other things? Or should we put cameras in school zones uh, so that they would have a recorded account of people who are going more than 15 miles per hour? And we already have cameras in some of the school buses. Boy, the buses uh, sometimes are sort of wild inside, I understand. Try to keep the kids seated. Uh, and then, I guess, social distancing, uh, I, I can't imagine them even being able to think about it's that. It's impossible, right? You've got the school bus capacities, what is it, 65 <laughs> or 70 for elementary school kids. Right. I mean, you get in a closed in a can <laughs> with right. wheels. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> so, but but you got to get them to school still. Sure. So, let's look at school bus safety. Uh, what are some things? We're, we're not talking about safety inside the bus. I don't guess. You're back to the old issue. If you do that, should we be wearing uh, safety belts? Which I don't think is a law in Tennessee. It is not the law in Tennessee, or, or most states for that matter. Um, is that for money reasons or what? Well, you just happen to be talking to a lawyer whose brother is a school bus salesman. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> what are the odds so of which, that, right? Which, what side of the fence are you on? Then? Well, well, my, bro my brother's view is, he said, I I'll be happy to sell... Uh, uh, school buses with school belts in them but people are willing to pay for the extra cost i mean he doesn't personally care but his most of his clients and this is up in wisconsin his territory is in uh, the southern two-thirds of wisconsin uh, he there's no demand because people don't want to pay the extra cost of putting seat belts in and there's studies out there. Are belts good? Are they bad? There's all sorts of, will kids wear them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think once again, it's a, this is something that local school districts have to decide. I don't see Tennessee mandating uh, seat belts and school buses uh, in any time in the immediate future. And by that, I mean the next eight or 10 years. Not gonna happen. It would be interesting to see a study, if there could be even a study like this that shows if you were wearing a seat belt, would that reduce your risk of being injured or killed? Uh, and, uh, and, you know, obviously, if it would reduce it, uh, that would be worth the investment, I would think, if, if it only saved one or two children. Well, I, I think there are studies out there that discuss that. Of course, it depends on the type of crash. 
right? I mean, different in certain crashes, it's not going to be as important. But there are a bunch of studies out there on on seat belts uh, and school buses, and I think if you talk to the safety industry, they're pro seat belt <laughs> and buses. Have you ever had a case involving a school bus? I have had cases involving school buses. Um, I'm trying to think of one where I could honestly say that a seat belt would have made a difference, and I don't think so. I did have a church bus related case where I think a seat belt would have made a difference because the bus flipped over hmm. and the person had head injuries. Um, now was this a bus or a 15 passenger van? A bus. A bus. A bus. Okay. As you know, a lot of churches will buy buses to help either for part of the youth ministry program. Um, they'll buy older buses, paint them, put the name of the church on them. So there's a lot of those on the roads. But I can't. I don't remember a school bus case where I think uh, a seatbelt would have made a difference. And I guess a lot of it, too, would depend on the terrain in the area. Uh, school buses and church buses are not known for going at high rates of speed. But if they do go at high rates of speed and the roadway is mountainous with a deep uh, valley on each side uh, where the bus could roll off, the road and down uh, down a hillside it could be quite dangerous oh, but yeah. in in this area uh, everything's pretty flat the, if you drive off the road you're probably not going to roll you might uh, yeah I, I remember a horrific uh, church bus accident back in 1980 or 81 i think it was where a a, a, a church bus hit a, a bridge abutment on I-40 yeah. and went down into the Caney Fork. Oh. So, yeah. yeah, those sorts of things do happen. But I, I tend to agree with you. If you're in, in, in within the city limits of Murfreesboro, there's relatively little risk of uh, a rollover down into down an embankment type of injury. It's different if you get into rural parts of the state. So, listeners, what are your th thinking? Uh, what's your thought on this? Uh, should we have safety belts on school buses and church buses, uh, buses where the public is uh, traveling? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Should we have cameras in school zones uh, to reduce the, the, the speeders in the school zones? Would that help, do you think? I think if drivers are warned about it, I know I think part of the objection to having cameras at intersections to catch speeders or people who run yellow lights is that people aren't given sufficient warning. Now, once again, it would be nice to think that you don't need to be warned to follow the law, right? That what's the saying they say about character? Character is what you do when nobody's watching. Mm -hmm. It would be nice to think that your driving character would not depend on whether or not somebody was watching you or not. But if I think if there was monitoring of school zones with the use of cameras with a sign at either end that says your speed is being monitored by remote cam by camera, uh, I think it would slow people down because the you not only have to pay a ticket, but you will definitely be late to work, right? Mm -hmm. If you're right. speeding to get to work, number one. 
And number two, well, I guess you won't if it's a camera, you won't uh, because you'll get your ticket in the mail. But what will happen is you get points on your license and all of that impacts your car insurance rates. So it's the, the ticket is not going to break many people. It's the driver's license points and the cost of insurance that's going to impact people more significantly. And that sort of follows this text we just got in. Uh, they're saying that they're not so much against the cameras. It's sort of like the insurance companies who are asking you to put the device in your car that tracks your driving and gives you discounts on your insurance. But what the person who sent the text says, they're not telling you that they also will change your rates if you have a habit of going over the speed limit or breaking the laws. And that, does that go on your record, by the way? Well, if it's the insurance company who is monitoring your activities in the car, I, I have not looked at the fine print, but if I had to guess, <laughs> they reserve the right to not only lower your rates, but increase your rates or not re renew if they don't like your driving habits. So, but th there the difference is it's voluntarily, voluntary, right? You are agreeing to have your driving habits monitored in the hope that you will pay less money for insurance. And what are they looking for? They're looking not only for speeding, they're looking for what they call hard brakes. How often do you as a driver have to put on the brakes in an emergent fashion? The reason they're interested in hard brakes is because lots and lots, I don't know exactly what the percentage is, of wrecks are rear-end collisions. And many times the cause of rear-end uh, collisions are somebody following too closely. And a hard brake indicates, or may indicate, that you're following too closely, which means you're at increased risk of being in wrecks. Good morning, you're on WGNS with John Day. How are you? Just fine. Let's go back to school zones. Okay. Um, it's not so much uh, the speed limit of waiting, except the, at least one on 99. Uh, past, I don't know about the future now, but they allow the people that take the children to school to come out and let the people that are going to work pass 40 cars back and let two or three uh, people that uh, go to work uh, brought their children to school out. Mm -hmm. uh, and it happens all the time that this little kid gets out of the car, runs back, talks to his mother. Well, they wait for that person to come out. And uh, they, the ones that are taking the children to school have just as much time to wait, we'll say, as the people that's going to work. Um, it, it, it should be equal opportunity. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'd like to uh, hear some uh, talk on that. That's a good, good, good thought on that. Well, I drive through a school zone every day on the way to work, and yes, there is um, always a little potential for conflict between the people who have dropped their kids off from school who want to get back onto 
the traveled streets and the people who are on the traveled streets. And I have to admit, from time to time, I get frustrated <laughs> because I've got to sit there while other people are trying to get on the street. That being said, in my saner and calmer moments, <laughs> how else can we do this? You know, we've, we've got all these people who are dropping their kids off. I wish they would take their, let their kids ride the school bus, and that would help solve the problem. Not only that problem, but some environmental issues, right? That is an option that they've chose not to take. On the other hand, there's only so much room in those school driveways and parking lots where those people can be. And if they're not moving through the school property, then people are getting backed up on the streets to turn into the school, which also creates a risk and frustration. So it, it, my, the school district that I pass through, we have a crossing guard who, who manages traffic flow and that's her job for a half hour every day. And I smile and wave at her every single day. And she's very, very nice and does a pretty good job of accommodating the wishes of both people. It's a, lucky to have that resource. Good morning. You're on WGNS with John Day. Good morning. I, I wonder, uh, I got a comment. Uh, these cars that uh, drive by itself, I heard it on the, the radio the other morning. They ain't going to have no drivers in them. And, uh, we pay enough insurance, and uh, I, uh, looks like you ought to have a driver at it. That that wouldn't be right, but uh, too. Uh, but I, I, I'm gonna uh, I'll let y'all uh, see what y'all say about that deal. Okay, thank you for calling. Well, I've talked. I guess it was a couple years ago. I was on this program, and we talked about self-driving vehicles, and. Uh, I think the technology is fascinating. Uh, I think they are beginning, they're making improvements in it. I do not think it is ready for prime time. I personally am terrified about the concept of driverless vehicles on the roads. I have a car that has driverless capability, uh, only on interstates. And when I drive on an interstate and I follow all the rules, that is, I set my cruise control, I press the self-driving button. I have never been able to go more than 15 minutes before it shuts itself off. <laughs> and I can't figure out why it shuts itself off, right? Uh, it's not raiding. It's not dark. The, re the white line on the right and the dividing line is clearly visible. And for some reason, my car decides to shut itself off. Until they can get that fixed, I want a driver in this. Right. <laughs> Here's a text from a listener that says, bus drivers should uh, obey the speed limits, and they should be monitored. says, I'm a stickler for going the speed limit and can't tell you how often a school bus will pass me. Yeah, I, I too have seen some um, school bus drivers that um, weren't necessarily doing their best work. And uh, I don't know the extent to which schools are monitoring the driving habits of bus drivers from a, there's computer technology, obviously, you can put on the bus to figure that out. I don't know if they're doing that or not. I will tell you this, and it's related to this topic. Most of the school buses in Tennessee um, are owned by governmental entities, either the county, 
or the city and if a school bus driver makes a mistake causes a wreck and injures people on the bus students the law provides very 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 limited rights to those people so let me give you the a worst case scenario a school bus driver uh, is having a bad day for whatever reason and misses a stop sign or runs through a red light and the school bus gets broadsided and 15 kids are badly hurt maybe 5 maybe 50 let's use 15 under Tennessee law the maximum financial recovery that those children can receive from the school district is $700,000 each or total total all 15 no one child can recover more than $300,000 and all 15 can't recover more than $700,000. Now think about that. If you go out to the emergency room out here at St. Thomas Rutherford and you're there for six or eight hours and you have to have an MRI, <laughs> uh, you're gonna hit $15,000 real quick, <laughs> right? right? Maybe 12, right. five. <laughs> If you spend the night in the hospital, uh, it's going to be hard to get out of there for less than $20,000, including the ER visit. If you have to jump on the helicopter to Vanderbilt, there's 35000 or forty. But the maximum recovery under state law, and it hasn't changed for almost 30 years, for any one person is only $300,000. So when you put your kids on the school bus, you're not only counting on the school bus driver doing his or her job every single day, you also have very, very limited rights for recovery if they don't. Wow. Something to think about. We'll be right back. John Day, local attorney, is our guest this morning. Uh, we got another text here reminding us again that the red light cameras are no longer in service in Murfreesboro. And they say they're glad to see them out and should never have been put here in the first place. Another person writes and says they should have been put here because <laughs> they were reducing T-bone accidents. And they said they were hit by a person who didn't uh, obey them. And they were happy that uh, the cameras were in place. So a little dispute there. What are your thoughts? We'll be right back. Join me, America's career coach, Ken Coleman, weekdays live at noon here on News Radio WGNS for practical advice to help you discover the work you were born to do. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come visit us for all your garden, home, and farm needs. We have a great selection of gift items in our gift department, and always our farm inn has everything the farmer will need. Please come visit us. Also, we have a great selection of clothing. We have one of the best lines of Carhartt, so please come see us. The Rutherford Farmers Co-op is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. This is Tina Fox. Come on over and see us. Old friends, new name, better together, as First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but will always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. 
A heat advisory will go into effect here late this morning. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms possible late this afternoon. A blend of clouds and sunshine develops with a high in the mid-90s. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 71. Good morning. There's still quite a bit of traffic volume here. It's pretty much as expected this time of the morning. Working your way 24 westbound and through the Hickory Hollow area towards Nashville. 41 between Laverne and Smyrna. That traffic volume has picked up quite a bit as well. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar is home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. You can check them out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Sometimes you gotta wonder, is there anybody in town Truman Jones doesn't know? Truman Jones is on weekday mornings at 9 on WGNS. We are back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Probably won't be able to take any more calls today, but if you can text us, we'll try to squeeze it in because we only have about four minutes left in the program. We're talking about school safety, safety during the school zones, driving through the school zones, and safety on the school buses. What can we do to make those buses more safe? And, And I guess really also the drivers around the buses um, I don't think people know the laws. Yeah, well, the one thing we can do to help kids on the bus is that we can obey the laws. When the school bus stops, traffic from both directions have to stop and cannot move until the bus moves or the arm goes up. That's the law. Now, it's different on divided highway. On the divided highway, you only have to stop on the side where the bus stops, but in a four-lane street or a two-lane street, you have to stop both ways. And that'll eliminate a lot of the problems. With regard to what is happening on the bus itself, we just need to continue to encourage the schools, and I'm sure they work hard at it, to hire the right people, hopefully compensate them accordingly, and monitor their activities and weed out the bad ones. We've got 700,000 kids getting on school buses every single day here in this state, 700,000. So the school bus drivers have a big job, real big job. Very big, and our hat's off to them. Yes. Because they have to be a good driver, and they have to be good at persuading kids to to sit down and, and, uh, you know, not beat each other up or whatever. Well, and that is that is difficult, right? We all know that from experience. I, I don't have the patience to be a school bus driver or a teacher for that matter. I, um, I admire what those people do every single day. Yeah, and, and you can remember back, I, I did ride the school bus for several years. I can remember those school bus drivers and how patient they were uh, but I can also remember how long those routes were back then. I, I guess they're still long these days. Oh, yeah. In, in, in our school district, uh, my daughter was going 45 minutes. Uh, you know, one, it was early in the morning. She got to school quickly. At, at night, she was on the bus for 45 minutes. It's a, but we got to have some way to get kids back and forth to school. School buses work. Um, I, for, I personally think that the responsibility of schools should be increased over what it is in the event a, a tragedy happens. But 
you have to you have to take your hats off to the school bus transportation system. It, it, it works pretty dang well for 700,000 kids every single day. And I'll have to observe this in, in working with John Day uh, and, and knowing what they do in the community. You are so involved here in Rutherford County and concerned about the safety of students and the community. Well, thank you very much for saying that. I, 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 I believe uh, that a fence at the top of the hill is better than an ambulance at the bottom. And to the extent that uh, we can help uh, promote safety and by handing out bicycle helmets and, and helping the fire department with their car seat program, we're glad to do it, honored to do it. Local attorney John Day, our guest this morning, right here on WGNS Murfreesboro. John, thank you for joining us. Thank you.